Good morning, good morning. My name is Travis with Oscar Mike Radio, part of the Hoobazoo Network. Go to zoo.com to find out more. And I'm on the move, literally. Drove up this morning to, is it Worcester or Worcester? Worcester. Worcester. I get that wrong all the time. I'm not from around here. But I am pleased to be with uh, Mr. Bill Moore, who is the president, founder, and CEO of Project New Hope. Bill, welcome to the Oscar Mike Radio Livecast. Good Thank morning. Thank you very much for having me. You know, um, I am just pumped to be here. This is what the podcast and now we do this live stuff is all about is really getting to sit down and talk with people like yourself face to face about the work you do. And, and I found your story and your organization, the people you serve very, very interesting. So um, just briefly to start us out with, could you kind of just summarize your military experience? Sure. Um, I graduated uh, from um, North High School in Worcester, Mass, 1976. Really? Oh, wow. So you are Mass. And uh, went right into the Air Force uh, right out of um, high school at age 17. Um, celebrated my birthday in boot camp. I, they didn't bring me any cake or anything. No cake? No cake, no. I thought the Air Force guys had it easy. No, that was the Marines. The Marines <laughs> have that. No. <laughs> and uh, so went down to uh, Lackland Air Force Base for boot camp. And um, after that was completed, uh, went up to Chanute Air Force Base up in Rantoul, Illinois. My, my grandfather worked at Chanute. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Well, out of Paxton, Illinois, that's where he lived. Well, it's, it was the coldest place I've ever been. <laughs> uh, it was horrendous up there. And uh, so uh, I was up there for a fire protection school and to be a really? firefighter in the Air Force. And I uh, was up there for about three months and uh, you know, came home for Christmas. And uh, then headed over to uh, Rhein-Main Air Base, uh, Frankfurt, Germany, oh, wow, for okay. two years um, on the fire department. Uh, stayed there. I did extend. I was going to do my whole enlistment there at uh, Rhein-Main Air Base in Frankfurt, Germany. But, you know, the grass always looks greener on the <laughs> other side of the fence. And uh, so I got orders and I uh, went down to Cannon Air Force Base, New Mexico, really? Clovis, New Mexico. And I only saw tumbleweeds in John Wayne movies. And uh, <laughs> there was a big cattle ranch out the front gate. And uh, I says, oh, my God, I should have stayed in Europe. And uh, so I was down there. I went, so I went from a MAC base, Military Airlift Command, to a TAC base. And we had three squadrons of F-111s. The old, the old uh, aardvark, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, so the aardvark was a two-seater plane. They sat side by side like right. we're doing now. The whole, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, it was very interesting. You know, it was we kind of had it made at Rhymane Air Base, and uh, then we get down to the fighter base there, and we had everything coming in there. We had F fours, and uh, you know, a lot a lot of aircraft coming in, and um, so t during my uh, year and a half there, um, you know, I was involved in a uh, aircraft that came in for an in-flight emergency. Um, I was a crew chief by that time, and uh, all the crew chiefs uh, manned our second run, like the second run pumpers, right. our water tankers and stuff. So we had a um, structural fire in the housing area. And, of course, when you're young, you know, you, you want to roll out on everything, you know. So all the crew chiefs, I jumped in the uh, P-13, which was like a pickup truck with uh, dry chem and halon. And I was out in the structure for the structural fire, and we were cleaning up, and uh, we got a 1013 for an in-flight emergency on an F-111. And uh, so I came racing across uh, from the housing area over to the flight line because the, the crash truck that I was the crew chief on was already sitting out on the runway. You know, we'd line up down the runway, you know, different positions all the way down the runway. We really? would chase that aircraft down the runway. And so the, um, <clears throat> it came down and they, they were riding them brakes to try to stop that aircraft. And 
when the brakes got hot on the F-111, it was supposed to like pop the, uh, the filler valve on the tires. Like right, right. The air. Well, it had exploded and ripped open the fuse cell underneath the, the thing there and then just engulfed, uh, engulfed that. Oh, my God. So, of course, all the crash trucks are shooting the, the, the foam and stuff on it. And they told me if I came out of the crash truck, the P2, if I came out that side door, I would have got hit with the debris that was uh, when the tire exploded. Uh, I probably wouldn't have been here. Um, so I got out of my P13. All I had on was my uh, the old asbestos, the bunker pants, which we're finding now are very toxic uh, to a lot of the, <laughs> just, the, just, the just slightly. And stuff. And uh, I got out, charged the, uh, my dry chem hay lawn and went in and, you know, uh, put down a blanket on, on the right side and the, the pilots got out and the other tire blew, uh, but I was behind it and lost my hand line. And, uh, and that was that I was in JP four and jet fuel and, uh, foam and everything else here. And I can still remember the gentleman from, um, Washington state, his last name was Flossie and picked me up like I was a sack of potatoes. I was just drenched and, and, uh, that was that I got out, um, you know, injured my back and, uh, you know, then I came down with uh, respiratory problems, asthma, you know, usually get asthma when you're a kid, you know, here I am uh, 21, 22 years old with, uh, you know, the nosebleeds and everything else. I couldn't do the job. So, you know, they put me in the extinguisher maintenance shop and stuff like that. And then I got out early under a palace chase, I think it was called back then to, uh, I went to college, uh, under the GI bill. And so I got out with a service connected disability and, uh, Went to school uh, for my associate's degree and uh, stayed and got my bachelor's and, and then transferred over to Assumption College here in Worcester for my master's degree in uh, counseling under the GI Bill. So that, that's very interesting because the first thing I want to ask you looking at your story is a lot of us vets, uh, regardless of their separation status, never touched their GI Bill. Yeah. But it looked like from the get-go, I wanted to ask, it seemed like you had a very set course on your education or academic path. Can you kind of tell me, you know, what, what prompted you to go in that direction? Well, you know, my, um, my whole family are all law enforcement, state police and firefighters. My dream was to be on the Worcester Fire Department. Uh, but because of my service connected disability, I couldn't uh, pursue uh, that, that career field as a firefighter. So I had to look at something else here. I wasn't the smartest bull when I was in high school. Um, I'm lucky I think I got out of high school because I was going into the military. But I went in, I had that passion. I wanted to be a firefighter. I excelled, you know, in the schooling in the Air Force. And then when I got out and you can't do it any longer, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to take advantage of the, uh, the GI Bill here. And um, it was hard because I'm not book smart. I'm street smart, you know. And it was hard to go back to school here. Because you seem to like it, though. You got what? Two and a half, three degrees. Three and, degrees, yeah. Right, right, right. And a certificate in the gerontology. Uh, <laughs> so I, you know, I really, uh, I was working um, full time for the Commonwealth of Mass, and uh, I started off as a laborer when uh, I was going to school nights. Uh, and then I got my associate's degree, and then I transferred over, and I was working for the Department of Youth Services and Juvenile Corrections. Uh, and then I got my bachelor's degree, and then. Uh, um, I says, you know what, I'm going to go for my uh, master's degree in counseling. I'm the only one out of six siblings that have uh, a college degree. And, uh, you know, you can, you can apply yourself to, to get this. And what I kind of kicked myself in the, the butt here was, is I, I kind of, you know, you're going to school, you're getting a service-connected disability, so you're getting a check every month for, for your disability. Then you're getting a check for going to school under the GI Bill. You know, so things are, things are pretty good. So I kind of took a lot of 
classes maybe I shouldn't have taken, basket weaving, this and that, whatever, you know, photography and stuff. Because the more classes you took, the more you were getting paid. So I was in school a long time. And I think 19 years I was going to school part-time. And uh, so the, uh, the register, she says, Bill, you're getting out of here. And that's when I was working my associate's <laughs> degree. And she says, I'm putting you in biology two. I said, you can't do that. I says, I haven't had biology one yet. She says, I'm the register. I can do whatever I want. So I graduated from um, Quinn Sig and went over to Assumption College and the party was over. And, uh, but the, um, I had some great teachers over there and uh, really excelled. It's different about working full time during the daytime and then going to school at night with the, the peers that are probably in the same boat you are. They got young families, you know, uh, they're working full time. They're going to school nights to better yourself. And had I, when, once I got that master's degree, um, I was, I was working as a, um, a home-based therapist for adolescents. I was making 45 bucks an hour part-time. I was making more money part-time than I was making full-time <laughs> working for the state. And I says, I kicked myself in the ass because I was goofing around here in, in school here, you know, just taking a couple of classes at night here. And had I known I could have made this kind of money here, I think I would apply myself. But I, I think it's really important for vets. This, it's, um, it's a benefit that you earned. And uh, I'm not saying not, not everybody is, should maybe go to college, but there's a lot of technical schools out there. Go and learn how to be a plumber, electrician. You know, there's a lot of trades out there. You know, it doesn't have to mean you've got to go to college, you know. And, uh, but, yeah, I think it's uh, very important. I mean, it's, it really put me on the path to, you know, moving forward here. So, folks, I am at Project New Hope in Worcester, Massachusetts this morning with CEO and President Air Force veteran Bill Moore. And we're talking about his, his career, how he got into this, how he serves and, and continues to serve. And the reason for the podcast, the reason for our, us doing this is so people can hear and understand these kinds of stories. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that, you know, people never see which is why we're raising attention. So you're, you're, you're um, not a career student, but you definitely like sitting in class. You're, you're moving toward some kind of conclusion due to your register hooking you up. What kind of, what's the next step after that? What did you do after that? Oh, when I graduated from a college, um, I was working full-time for the Commonwealth of Mass. Uh, and I was working two part-time jobs. I was working for Arbor Council and doing home-based uh, therapy for adolescents. And then I was doing the home-based therapy, working with the uh, mentally ill population in, in group homes and stuff. And just really, just really loved that connection, uh, you know, interacting with people and stuff. And when I was working as a social worker for the state, I'd, I would always tell my clients, I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm on the same path here. You know, we're looking at one another here. My goal as a social worker was to, work with the family because when you when you're treating a family or you get a referral in for uh, an adolescent you're not just treating that adolescent you're treating the whole family you're treating his siblings and mom and dad so you know you try to give them little tasks build up their self-esteem their confidence here give them some resources and the goal is to get me out of their lives as a social worker and i just love that interaction it was a funny story i was i was up visiting uh, two clients up at the great book valley it's at the housing project here in worcester and I'm um, sitting on the uh, on the um, bench outside their home, and they were they were a hoot. And uh, I kept seeing this police car going around and around. <laughs> so my phone rings, and um, it's my cousin. He's a Worcester police officer. He says, "Tell me that ain't you sitting over there on the bench with those two Spanish girls?" <laughs> I says, "Yeah, it is." I said, "These are my clients here." 
he's Billy. I got a bulletproof vest and a nine millimeter, and I want to sit over there on the bench. And uh, I said, no, I'm, I'm perfectly fine. And what, what's funny here is when I was working in juvenile correction, a lot of the kids that lived up here in the housing area, my mom and dad lived in Great Brook Valley when my dad got out of the Navy when during the Korean War. It was built for the military. And, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, they're great people up there. And, uh, you know, so I knew a lot of the adolescents, the kids that are up there, maybe they were in juvenile hall or whatever. And then, you know, of course, working as a social worker and stuff. But I, I just really thrived in that environment. And what's really great nowadays is having people come up to me or and say, hey, Bill Moore, thank you for what you did. You know, you're a role model for me. You did this or that. So, you know, that's really, that really makes you, makes you feel good. and makes you want to do more. So from, from day one, you're about service. You're about helping people. You, you went to school for it. You, you started working in your local community, you know, right here where you grew up and right here where, where you joined the military from. What was the point you decided to make a veteran nonprofit? Well, I mean, I've always, um, even when I was working for the uh, Department of Social Services, I was always wailing and dealing in the community. I was always involved with the um, the veteran community as a disabled vet. Uh, I was active with the Worcester Chapter 4 of Disabled American Veterans. Uh, so I was always out there doing things, supporting different causes and stuff. In 2010, um, I retired, I think I retired in 2007. Uh, the VA, uh, you know, put me at the 100% Service Connected and and um, so 2007, I was online. I was looking for different programs. And I came across a, a project, New Hope, out in Minnesota. And I called uh, the gentleman up, uh, Bruce Billington, um, and he started Project New Hope out in Minnesota. And they did uh, weekend retreats, and they did fishing stuff and hunting, and they, you know, they uh, focused on PTSD and other issues and stuff. And I called them up, and they invited me to come out. They paid oh, really? for my plane ticket out, a round trip, and. Uh, Minnesota was cold. I thought uh, uh, Rantoul, <laughs> Illinois was cold. But um, so I went up there and um, I said, well, I really like this concept here. And they said, hey, brother, uh, why don't you take the, the concept here and open up a, something down in Massachusetts? He says, you know, you'd have to go for your own 501c3 and all right, that stuff. Right. So I had a, a friend of mine that I um, was in the Air Force. He was a retired chaplain. Uh, he helped uh, with the articles of incorporation to get the thing up and running, you know, uh, go down to the Secretary of State's office, do the file. And, and um, I reached out to a, a Gold Star mom here in Worcester. And, uh, you know, I, I told her about the Project New Hope and I wanted to start this here. Her name was Tracy Valancourt. And she lost her only child in Afghanistan, Brian Moquin. And uh, she gave me uh, $5,000 from uh, Brian's death gratuity money. She says, go get your 501c3. And we've never looked back. And uh, we just started uh, our ninth year in ninth January. Year. So I, I got a couple of questions for a couple of minutes about this. And again, folks, I'm with uh, Bill Moore, president, founder, and CEO of Project New Hope in Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, in, in my game more and more into the veteran community, you know, both in mass and, and nationwide, a lot of people only focus on the Boston area. Uh, there's several reasons for that, but uh, you're in, for lack of a better term, the middle of Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. My first question is, what's what's the need out here? How is Worcester different than Boston? Because Worcester's not a small city. Worcester's one of the biggest cities right. in the state. Well, you know, there's a need. You know, one, we're blessed to be veterans living in uh, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Unlike any other state, we have a lot of uh, services afforded to us from the legislator. Uh, we have, uh, 
you know, we're just we're really lucky to be a disabled veteran veteran in Massachusetts. Uh, that being said, um, I have friends that run other nonprofits and stuff. And, uh, you know, out in Boston, that's where all the money is. You know, that's right. where, you know, I, I dread going into Boston. Um, <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, it's just, it's like I grew up in Worcester. I know all the back roads, shortcuts. So if I grew up in Boston or Charlestown or whatever, I would know I, I could navigate around Boston. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm a vet with PTSD and, uh, you know, I stress when I went to Boston with the traffic and the, the roads that are closed and this and that. And if I don't have to go, I don't go. I, I was getting all my my health care down at JP and okay. I just transferred up into Leeds, up into Northampton. Because oh, wow. I can't do that. Uh, I can't do that Mass Pike to uh, 128 <laughs> South to Route no, 9. you don't in. like that? Oh, my God. It's uh, I'm, I mean, some people do it every day. You look at Road Rage in, in the dictionary, you see my picture there. It's, just, it's uh, unbelievable. But um, so... Starting, um, you know, that's where everything is down. In, it's in Boston, and I think a lot of, a lot of the, um, you know, the state, the the, the state houses down there, uh, all the representatives of the VFW American Legion, they're all down, like at the VFW right. JFK building. So everybody's down in Boston. There's, and I always always says, hey, there's people living out here in Western Mass. There's people living out here way out in Western Mass, up in. Um, Westfield and Chicopee and North Adams and uh, Pittsfield, yeah, all that. Pittsfield and you know and they tend to forget you know they say there's nothing west of 128 well there's definitely nothing west of 290 and uh, <laughs> that's true but you know I mean it's beautiful country out there but you know you almost you tend to feel like hey are they forgetting about us you know if they're offering like free services and this and that everything's down in Boston you know, do something up here in Worcester. Do something up in way up so, in Western Mass. So the challenges for an organization like yours in terms of just just forget forget service. I mean, we'll talk about that here in a second. But you have the, the aspect of having to either raise raise funds and then allocate those funds effectively across a wide geographic area. That that must be challenging at times. Or, or is that have you have enough experience out here that that's that's not so much of a, a deal anymore. well you know i mean i think every organization we you know we have a um a grant writer we bring on board but when i started this nine years ago um you know we were out doing voluntary tow roads out in the middle of the uh, intersection up in the leicester center and we would collect about fifteen hundred dollars to try to put on i had no clue how was i, I was going to pay for these veterans retreats and um so we were doing comedy fundraisers we were doing anything to try to raise the money right right and uh, then we started of course you know like myself and a lot of other nonprofits, you're reaching out to other organizations trying to get some donations here and uh you know it, it was a lot of work here and uh so you know we do we're doing pretty good uh our retreats cost us between eight and ten thousand dollars per retreat we're doing 10 this year and um so, you know, we've been pretty blessed with the, with the people that came on board, but you can't do it alone. You know, there's a, um, there's a lot of great nonprofits out there. Now, I partner with a good friend of mine, uh, Don Cox, and Don runs the, uh, it was, uh, it's called the Mass Military Support Foundation. I serve as the vice president on the Mass Military Support Foundation. It was originated in Cape Cod. And um, so we, we partnered here, and uh, what we did is we brought on, um, another gentleman, uh, Dave Sutton, he's with the One Call Away Foundation up in uh, Southwick. Uh, you got the, um, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of different veterans organizations that we're, we're part of the Mass Military Support Foundation. It's because we want to work together. There's no sense, I try to stay in my avenue. My, my avenue is free weekend retreats for veterans and their families. We do 
Last year, we put together a thousand backpacks full of school supplies for military and veterans' children. We do a Christmas program. So I try to stay in my lane. Uh, we got other organizations where they might focus on PTSD, suicide prevention. So we'd make a referral over to them. Uh, Donnie here with the Mass Military Support Foundation, he's down the Cape, but you know he, he gets a lot of resources and providing those resources to our organization. So you know you can't do it alone. You know it's um, you, we, we so we collaborate with one another. So speaking of doing it alone, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a a plug out to uh, one of your sponsors, if I may. Um, I'm not sure, everybody. Uh, Bose Headphone Company, and they're based in Mass, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got yeah, got in Framingham. Everybody knows who Bose is. Got with you about supporting your effort in a very you know real way, and I'm wearing uh, their headphones for uh, this live cast, and I must say they're working very great. But um, that kind of support from a global company right here in our backyard must validate some of the, something that you're doing. Yeah, you know what's funny is, um, you know, I'm very active on social media because that's where our veterans are. They're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, they're on LinkedIn, they're on Instagram. That's where I get the majority of my, my, my veterans to show up for my retreats from all over the country. And Bose called me a couple of years ago and Bose says, you know, we've been watching you. And just because people are not liking your, your page doesn't mean people are not looking at that page and what really? you're doing. And uh, they provided, they said, you're doing, he said, what really uh, is incredible is you're all volunteers. He says, you're veterans and you're running this veteran and you're not even taking a salary. He says, you know, you're doing, you're doing more as a small nonprofit than some big other nonprofits paying themselves over $200,000 to run a, an organization. <laughs> so they gave me 5,000 pairs of those, those headphones that you got on your ears right now. And uh, so we hand those out to, uh, we brought them up to the Green Mountain Boys up in um, Vermont when they were deploying really? Afghanistan. We gave each each uh, soldier up here as they were getting on the plane. Uh, we gave them to the uh, Groton Submarine Base. We brought them down to Newport, Rhode Island. We shipped them over to Africa, Iraq, Afghanistan. Uh, we've gone to the Mass National Guard, Air Guard, and we handed all those 5,000 out. And they're, they're just a great supporter. And I'm not the only veterans organization they're supporting. They support others. And so when I come into contact with a veteran, I have, like I did, I presented you a pair of Bose headphones. Thank you from Bose Corporation here. Uh, they're incredible what, the, what they're giving back to the community and uh, our veteran population. So I want to talk about the retreats here more in depth in a few yep. seconds. But we're in this room, and I think it's a very cool place to do this live cast because there's there's stuff here that I'm looking at and probably wouldn't give to a veteran, but there are items here that obviously are put to use. I just wonder if you kind of talk about what I'm seeing in this room sure. right now. What you're seeing in the background here is uh, a year ago, August, uh, my mom passed away from Alzheimer's and uh, we, um, we opened up a baby pantry. We have a lot of military families that are young. They got young children. Um, and we have a lot of uh, other corporate sponsors, uh, Cottage, Jamboree, Crazy 8. And uh, these are all brand new clothing in here. And uh, they're available to uh, young families that have young children, the right. military veteran families. And uh, they come in. We've got the baby diapers. We've got baby food. We've got formula. We've got baby wipes. We've got brand new children clothes from uh, six-month 2T. I don't know what it's. I'm just reading the labels on the thing. We've got brand new, um, you know, we got shoots and uh, sh shoots. Shoes and boots. We got uh, clothing for mom over here. We got personal hygiene items and stuff. And we have two of these. We have one here 
in our Worcester office and we have one in our Westfield office. Uh, and uh, the baby pantry up there is called Scarlet's Baby Pantry. And uh, the girl that runs that is, her name is Brooke and uh, she's a Marine Corps spouse. Her, her husband's uh, assigned here for three years as a recruiter to get ready to leave in uh, December. And then Tom was Air Force and uh, he's a retired Chicopee police officer oh, wow. working in my Westfield office. And they're doing a lot of outreach out in Western Mass. So we provide, uh, we just had a hundred coats uh, that was donated to us from Unum, the insurance company in Worcester, sent us a hundred brand new children's coats of a variety of sizes. So we've been pushing those out up at the 104th Fighter Wing up in Westfield, uh, the uh, Westover Air Reserve Base up in Chicopee, um, uh, the Springfield Armory. So we're getting, getting them out there for the, for the need that's out there and pushing them out here in Worcester as well. Man, that's great. And, and it just, it's, it's nice to see how action locally benefits everyone. Whereas some people give to these national organizations, you're not really sure where your money yeah. or, or stuff goes. There's several organizations we could talk about that kind of get called out for a lack of, um, advocacy if you will that's how i'm going to put it but is it's i keep telling people bill and and correct me if i'm wrong here i really believe that organizations like yours deserve the donation dollar more sometimes than the big corporations i don't know how you feel about that but i i like knowing that when i advocate locally or telling somebody to advocate locally it's going to go further than giving it to a black hole that's how i feel yeah you know they can come down here we have um we have some women here that uh, they're doing diaper dries for us so really? they came in with 50 boxes of diapers so it's local here they can come down here and they can see us in action they can see see the resources are going locally throughout massachusetts whether we're in western mass down in boston we had the coast guard we had the government shutdown here so we had uh we had gift cards left over from our christmas program so we donated $500 in gift cards to the Coast Guard to hand out for their families so they could uh, keep them fed and stuff and meet, meet their needs while the government was shut down here. So we're in, you know, we're here in Central Mass and we have uh, an office up in Western Mass. You know, we're, we're collaborating with a lot of other organizations, not just military organizations, but like the United Way. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, the church groups and shelters and food pantries and stuff and one hand washing the other here. And uh, so it's, it's a great network here and they're reaching up into New Hampshire. And, you know, we do our retreats up in Old Orchard Beach, Maine and Dunham in Vermont and Rhode Island. Wow. So we're all over the place. So. so speaking of all over the place, this is I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Um, I am live casting today from Project New Hope in Worcester, Massachusetts. I'm with CEO and President. Bill. Well, okay. I like to be more formal. I know. Okay, I'm with Bill, uh, U.S. Air Force uh, veteran, and, and Bill has a local organization called Project New Hope, and it's just been fascinating to learn about what he's doing, how he's gotten here, and I kind of want to talk more now about the retreats. It's it's very interesting. What's what's the thought process behind the retreats, and what do you think happens when you get a military person and his family to come to one of these? Well, you know, it's interesting. A lot of this stuff wasn't available when I was in the military. Okay. We, we didn't have any of this stuff yet, any of these resources. Um, to offer a, a free weekend retreat, um, when I retired from the Commonwealth of Mass with a master's degree in counseling, I just had too much to give back. I just had too much, too many resources that I could share with my fellow brother and sister veterans here and their families. So when they come to a, um, every, each one of our retreats has, has a theme. Um, and I, like I'll talk about the, the first one we're doing this year, the theme for our March retreat 
is alcohol and drug recovery retreats. Uh, right now, a lot of our men and women in, in military service who have done multiple deployments and they're struggling with substance use, whether it's alcohol or marijuana or coke or whatever the case might be. So, you know, as a veteran, as a veteran, I'll, I'll talk about myself, as a veteran in here, I, I, I remember something, you know, my wife told me here, you know, my wife says, Billy, you're a damn good social worker. You help out a lot of people, but you can't help yourself. And, uh, and that's a true statement because what happens is veterans, and you know, being a Marine, we try to think, we, we don't want to ask for that help. We don't want it's to. It's hard help. sometimes. And we're Very drowning. Hard. We're drowning. And uh, so, in, you, know, in, you know, she says, you know, you've got to do something or, you know, you're not going to have this family here. You got to do so. You got to, you know, and it was hard because I'm a master level clinician. And, uh, and I'm asking for help here that, you know, I need help here. Right. And, and I went and, uh, you know, I, I went in and I said, you know, I need some help here. And I started uh, getting treated at the Worcester Vet Center. And, and uh, you know, that was a process and uh, worked on myself because how can I help anybody else with my nonprofit when I can't even help myself here? So I had to focus on myself and I learn every day. And uh, so, yeah, I, I still go to a group. I go to a PTSD group at the, the VA. Uh, I go twice a month just to keep me a baseline. And, you know, I listen to other vets that are in that group there. And, you know, they were where I was maybe a few years ago. And if I can offer, you know, any, any help to them or guidance, you know, it's like we're helping one another here. So as far as the retreats, um, you know, the theme here is the, the drug and alcohol, and it's in March. They register on our website, which is www.projectnewhopema.org. They register. Uh, they put all their information in. There's a $50 deposit, uh, which is refunded after the retreat is over. And the reason why we did that is when you have something that's free and you have people signing up for it, and then they don't show up for the retreat and they don't call, they don't email, we're still on the hook to pay for the food and the lodging. Right. So it's a small token. And a lot of the veterans come into this after they do the three-day weekend retreat. They said, Bill, just keep the donation as a donation. And then we give them an in-kind donation slip and they, they can write that off. So they register. We follow up with them. Uh, Betty is sitting in the back here. And uh, Betty is, uh, she, her husband uh, passed away a few years ago, a Purple Heart recipient. And uh, she wanted to stay involved, and she's very active with the Purple Hot uh, organization, her husband. Was. Well, thank you, Betty. And um, so Betty comes in, and she, uh, she you know, works the phones here and uh, sends out the thank you cards. Oh, and wow. She's got that beautiful penmanship that our grandmothers used to do. I certainly don't have it. <laughs> I, don't think they, I don't think they teach it anymore. So what we do is um, they come, and uh, so they'll show up at the retreat. We send all the information out. Betty sends the information out and, uh, you know, what to bring for the retreats and, um and then they show up and we get them assigned to their individual rooms. You know, they have their private rooms and stuff where it's on 250 acres of land up in uh, Groton, uh, a mile and a quarter of waterfront property. We got kayaks and canoes and pontoon boats up there. And, and uh, they come in um, and then we have a, a community meal at six o'clock. And then uh, after supper here, we, um, we have our first workshops and introduction with our guest speaker. We, bringing our guest speakers that uh, specialize in whatever the theme that we're doing. And all our speakers are former military. Oh, wow. And uh, so that's that. Saturday morning, they get up and uh, they go to breakfast. And then we have a our, our couple of workshops in the morning. We have our lunch. 
And then we're very big into wellness. Uh, we do uh, in the Saturday afternoon, we do acupuncture, mindful really? meditation, reflexology, Reiki. Uh, we have a warrior out room, which is we just uh, contracted with him. He's a, a disabled vet, retired uh, from Western Mass. He's coming to all our retreats, providing the art therapy. Um, and then uh, we have... Um, we have music therapy. It's called Resounding Joy. It was started for the Marines out in San Diego, music therapy. And uh, they're all graduates of uh, the Berkeley School of Music. They've been with us for a few years now. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, we bring everybody in the room like a big circle. They bring all the instruments in there and you're singing. And you, it's, so this is not like a retreat where you kind of, you know, tip a few back. No. You're, you're, you're creating a space for people to work on themselves yes we're drug and alcohol free and you know what's what's uh you and i as uh you and the marines air force i've heard all the all the banter back and forth we all we all sling it pretty well sure and uh you know what gets as veterans we'll always connect with one another right and it's uh and just meeting you i'd rather open up and tell you about what my struggles are and what, what's going on with you than talking to my my life partner my spouse and what happens at these retreats is the spouses coming now uh, they got all this they're, they're nervous about being there and because uh, they're usually the ones that are reaching out for these retreats and signing the families up and say hey we're going to be going to this and now they they connect we're going to connect because of our military service but the spouses are now going to connect with one another and then they find out geez you live in grafton hey i live in worcester hey you live down in milford you now they have a support network so they're not alone anymore they're not isolated now they have other spouses and significant others that are going through the same things. So now they, you know, they're getting that support as well. We're getting, we're trying to help out the younger guys of our experiences. Hey, this is, you know, uh, we can take care of this. We can take care of that. And of course the children that are coming to the retreats, they're just kids and they're going to run around and just uh, tear up the place and have a good time and stuff. One thing you mentioned that I, I, I can't help but touch on is I got to meet your lovely wife before uh, we started this is you're, you're another gentleman who has said that his wife is for lack of a better term, the, the foundation cornerstone of what you do. And I'm, I'm curious how that is because you know, she didn't serve. She, she didn't, you know, ever fire a gun in combat, but she's right here in the fight with you. And I'm curious if you, you tell me about that because a lot of people like yourself who are successful in veterans advocacy or advocacy in general usually have a spouse who's either supportive or says to the spouse, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to roll up my sleeves and help you make it work. So I just, I just kind of wanted you to talk about her for a second and what she means to you, if you don't mind. Yeah, she's, uh, we just celebrated our 35th wedding anniversary what? on the 28th of January. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, she's been with me, um, through thick and thin here you know when i was really struggling you know had the, the little guys at home and stuff and uh was just really struggling with um you know it's um i you know i was a firefighter i'm not a combat vet but um you know um you know i could smell jet fuel that's like a trigger for me right sirene you know you somebody slams the door my my grandson was in here yesterday and he had a um i got a pail full of change and he dropped it on the floor, and I, I came up out of the chair there. But the, my wife, um, you know, she might have not served in the service, but she's serving now. I'm not serving anymore, but I'm serving in the community. Correct. You know, and it's uh, she's she's just an anchor. She is just the uh, – I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for her. 
and uh you know it's uh it's it's tough love you know and uh you know she's um you know people say jesus 35 years she's still with you you know <laughs> and i always because i'm always flipping it and i'm saying you know people are telling me donna i'm an angel i'm going to heaven they like they're rolling their eyes saying <laughs> betty's, <laughs> betty, <laughs> betty's gasping at that thought you know but you know we know who the angel is and um you know i'm just blessed to have her and uh, sometimes we you know, guys, don't men don't push your spouses away. They're, they're your biggest supporter. They're going to be there for you thick and thin. But you got to open up. You got to communicate. Communication is a big thing. It's hard to to communicate when you're not used to communicating and stuff. Sure. You know. But no, Donna is a, she's a founding member of Project New Hope. She's been here for the nine years. So, uh, she does a lot with the. You know, she's like the face. Of, I might be the face of Project New Hope. I'd rather be out networking and wheeling and dealing and uh and donna you know they get the stuff done here you want something done you have the you have the ladies do it because they get you, it done. It, I, I, she runs a tight ship i'm just telling you i mean i, I got it real and, and and you need that you need that it's, yeah. it's hard work i mean i don't think people realize how hard what you're doing is and speaking of what we're doing um i'm travis with oscar mike radio with bill of project new hope in worcester mass we're live casting right now from his office in uh Worcester. He's telling me about, you know, his experiences and what he's doing for veterans. Just a, a really good time today, uh, Bill, learning about what you do and how the mission's different here than, say, in other parts of, of Massachusetts. So I want to thank you for your time. But um, you mentioned you have a Westfield office and, and you do the retreats. They're, they're, they're about working on the veteran, improving life for not only the veteran and their, and their family. Is there any other kind of outreach you want to highlight well let me just touch on this retreats real quick oh and i'm sorry just real quick hey at the in about 20 minutes we're going to open this up to a question and answer period i know some people are watching this and chiming in thank you very much but in about 20 minutes we'll be able to really turn over to you all watching you can ask your questions to bill and uh he'll answer them okay i'm sorry go ahead no problem sir uh so you know our first one in march is uh, for alcohol and drug recovery uh the next one after that we partner with the uh the Rhode Island VA, and we're doing one on military sexual trauma and PTSD, and uh, that's going to be up at our Grottenwood facility. Uh, the one in May, we're focusing on a veterans wellness. That's all yoga, acupuncture, Reiki, mindful meditation. So if there's any people out there that uh, practice those and you want to volunteer with a, a great nonprofit, please go to our website, www.projectnewhopema.org, and fill out a volunteer form. But that's going to be a great weekend of just uh, focusing on wellness and ourselves. Uh, in May, we're doing a women veterans retreat up really? in uh, Westfield, Mass. That's a very popular one. We usually have between 40 and 60 women veterans coming in from all over the country. And we, we're bringing in our guest speaker. And um, uh, she, I think she was in the Navy. And, uh, and then in uh, June, we're doing a wilderness veterans retreat, something new up in Western Mass. And uh, what if you got lost in the woods here? How do you build a shelter? How do you have your drinking water? What can you eat out there? How just, do you start a fire? Don't you just Google it? Yeah, you Google it, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do that, and that's going to be a Saturday. It's going to be a, a guided kayak tour, and then we're going to end up on Sunday when we uh, close up. We're going to have a whitewater rafting trip on that one. So it's on a, uh, we're doing um, in July, uh, we're bringing in Ceylon Green for a PTSD veterans retreat up at Old Orchard Beach, Maine. Uh, Ceylon was a uh, fighter pilot in the Marine Corps. Uh, his aircraft banked sideways. They ejected out sideways. His wingman got killed. He broke his back, and uh, he went through the drugs and alcohol, and they medboarded him out. His whole life was gone. Um, he 
got a motorcycle. He rode around for two years trying to find himself what was going on. Met his wife out there. They're married. They live in Indiana. They got 11 children. Well, 11? 11 children, yeah. Wow. Uh, he's Love fan- does conquer all. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's fantastic. Um, uh, then um, Saturday, August 17th, we're doing our birdies for vets. That's our golf fundraiser we do every year. Oh, and all this stuff is up on our website. Um, we partnered with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Really? Uh, last year, they gave us a, a grant to provide a caregiver's retreat for uh, for the spouses of our wounded warriors. And we did that up at Old Orchard Beach. And we're doing that again on August 25th through the 30th. And uh, we're really looking forward to that. Um, and then, um, you know, we don't want to forget our Gold Star and Survivor families. And um, we're doing a Gold Star and Survivor Family Day on uh, September 7th. And we're going to bring them out whitewater rafting and uh, just a chance to reflect on their their loved one and uh, to be with one another. So it's always special when uh, we're doing something with our Gold Star and Survivor families. Um, and then in uh, September, we're uh, doing a Veterans Fishing Weekend. It's going to focus all about fishing for the whole weekend. And uh, we got uh, Dan Kenny, who runs all these fishing expos. He yeah, just yeah, did yeah. one here. He's doing it down in Connecticut at Mohegan. Yeah, Danny's on my advisory board. No way. Yeah, yeah. And well, uh, well, well. so that's uh, Danny's coming in and uh, Sean Tibbetts from uh, up in the Maine. Sean's on my advisory board as well. He takes us all out deep sea fishing when we're up in Maine. Nice. And do you know those two fellas? Well, I've heard about them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the thing. And just, that's that's, and a, that's our, great stuff. Our last one in October, we're offering a Native American Women Veterans Retreat. And we're uh, working with um, a couple of young ladies uh, that were in the military um and uh we're putting that together one's with the mohegan tribe and the other one is uh with the um the the sioux tribe and uh so they've been helping us put that together and that's going to be in october so any native american uh women veterans out there we'd love to have you sign up for that retreat so that's pretty much what we're doing this year we got really a full plate for these retreats and uh so, so you're retired, but not not idle. No, you know, I, um, you know, when I when the VA uh, retired me, uh, you know, they said, um, I said, can I volunteer? And they said, yeah, you can volunteer. We encourage you to stay active, you know. And I think the biggest fear for my wife was that, you know, I was going to be in the Legion Hall, the VFW drinking or whatever. And I, I very rare even have a beer, and I volunteer. It's my way of giving back. I mean, I have a master's degree that the uh, I got from the GI Bill. My way of giving back here and uh you know it keeps me keeps me grounded and uh, you know i can pass along you know what worked for me you know what maybe help some young vets out that are struggling or try to keep these families together i call it wraparound services you can't just treat me the veteran you got to take care of my spouse a significant other and you got to take care of my children because our disabilities affect that whole family so that's very, very important for me. So it's really the whole, for lack of a better term, being the, the, the veteran, the, the spouse, and the, the family unit as a whole. Absolutely. And, and when you have one of these retreats and, and you see the veterans interacting with the, uh, the presenters or instructors and yourself, you know, how does that make you feel? You know, we have some uh, great friends uh, that we've met. We've met veterans from all over the country. We've had veterans come in from Walter Reed on the weekend and then drive back to Walter Reed, flying in from Michigan and California and Florida and Puerto Rico. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's hot woman, you know, it's, it's nice to see. And, uh, you know, you see the kids that come in here when they were, they're young kids and now they're, they're growing with, this is our ninth year 
social media is great. We have a lot of our friends on on our Facebook page. I mean, I think we got like 11,500 likes on our page. We have a big following. Make sure you like that page. And, uh, you know, it's all about giving back. We have a lot of resources. We're putting a lot of things in the community. I post an awful lot. People say, Jesus, you're all over freaking social media. But, you know, it's, it's one, we want to let our sponsors and our donors know, hey, we're being good stewards of the donations and, and, the, and the things that we're receiving from you. And we're getting them out into the community and stuff. And this is what we're doing here. We're all volunteers. My wife's a volunteer. We're all volunteers. We have four part-time staff. Um, three work six hours a week. One works 10 hours a week. And uh, the rest are all volunteers. We have a Vietnam vet. He comes in on Tuesday. Maverick, uh, he comes in. And uh, Vicky and Betty and, uh, you know, just a whole host of them coming in, folding clothes, answering telephones. And, you know, it's just a fun place to be here. You know, no drama. This is no the. We don't want any drama. And, uh, you know, we just all get along. We're, we're a family here. And uh, we welcome people to come into our office here or our Westfield office up on uh, Hampton Ponds Plaza up on 202. And uh, speaking of people coming in, uh, I'm setting up and this this uh, woman, young woman comes in. I'm calling her young. And she has a um, bag full of hats. And start talking about she crochets these or makes these and i told her that you know i do some of it and well i can't put it on right now but i i love it and is this the kind of things that people do for your organization who who, who is this you want to talk about her for a minute yeah uh miss belanger uh, she you know she crochets and she put a thing out there that uh she knitted she wanted to knit the hats uh gloves and scarves and you know, we've been doing a lot of outreach stuff here, and we want to get this oh, stuff out sorry. to the uh, the community for our veterans that are homeless or they just need a hand up. They Maybe they don't have the income where they can buy this stuff here. And this is like her third trip down here. And we've also got a couple of ladies down at um, uh, a housing um, complex. And, uh, Christ, they gave me like six boxes full of knitted stuff here. So we've been distributing this stuff all over the place here. And I'm glad you got a, a nice warm hat here because it's a little cold out there little bit and also it fits that's the i mean i have a well all my marine corps uh, buddies know that my head was a constant source of uh, amusement so the fact this fit right out of the box was great and it was warm it's about 14 degrees out here in worcester right now and, and it, but again you know somebody's taking the time to make something yeah to bring down here and give away it just seems like that's that's yeah they you... come in here uh we we got the hats there we have uh, we're waiting on uh nick uh, another fellow Marine of yours uh, out there and Nick's on our board of directors. And uh, we got a woman coming in, she did a diaper drive and she's bringing in boxes of diapers and baby wipes for us. And uh, you know, we have people coming in uh, making the cash donations and uh, you know, um, we had a uh, hundred, a um, hundred winter children's winter coats donated to us. And uh, Eddie, could you grab me one of those coats over there? I just want to show them. Uh, and that was paid by Unum insurance company here in Worcester. And uh, so if you're a military member or, or a veteran and your child needs a, a new winter coat, we got a, we probably got about 50 of these left here. We want to thank Unum, an insurance company, uh, for uh, paying for these coats for us. And That's we distribute these up at uh, up in Western Mass at Westover Air, Air Reserve Base and the 104th Fighter Wing and the Marines up at the 25th Marines at Fort Devens and up at Westover. But we got a bunch of brand new coats here in uh, a variety of sizes and stuff. So, uh, please come on down to our Worcester office or our Westfield office and uh, free of charge for the veterans. And we don't call it, you know, it's it's not a handout, it's a hand up. 
Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you for helping out just then, uh, Betty, and all the work you do here for Project New Hope. I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio, and I'm here with Bill, who's the president and CEO. One of the things that very interests me very much about your organization, a, a lot of orgs, whether it's here or you know anywhere in the U.S., are usually based in one area only, but you service two, two areas. Um, you service Western Mass, but you have an office here in Westfield. What that's, what's that like coordinating and, and serving the need in, in these two locations? Well, it's, I might be here in these two locations, but I'm also uh, working with my colleague, uh, Don Cox, at the Mass Military Support Foundation down Cape Cod, uh, working with our colleagues up in Western Mass, up in North, uh, the North, um, North Central Mass. It doesn't matter. My office might be here, but I live out of my truck. I'm probably putting on 1,000 a, a miles on my truck a month uh, with the driving that I'm doing. Uh, well, you know, we load up our supplies, our coats, and, uh, you know, we, we got a big donation of food uh, to supplement uh, someone so they might not be able to pay for food or worry about that next meal. So we received a couple of pallets of food. Uh, so we're going to be going up to the Athol area on Tuesday, you know, with some of those knitted hats and coats and some of the food stuff and, and get it up there to the, the VSOs because they're right on the forefront uh, the veteran service officers in Massachusetts is a veteran service officer in every town and city hall in Massachusetts. And not, it would be great if all these other states did the same thing because they know who, who the homeless vets are, because there's a lot of veterans. They don't want to go live in a shelter. They would rather live out on the street yep. or in a tent or whatever. And those are the veterans we want to reach. And who knows about those veterans, the veteran service officer. And that's why we try to get the supplies to them. And then they know where they hang out, where they're sleeping with these encampments are, and, and try to reach them and take care of them. Speaking of, of, of veterans having these kinds of challenges, you've been doing this now for, for 10 years. You have extensive experience in the social services sector. What, what are the couple of the biggest challenges veterans face now, just in general or that you've seen? Well, you know, um, maybe health care. Um, a lot of vets, you know, they're frustrated with the system. Uh, you know, you can take your DD-214, you can go up to your local VA clinic or VA hospital, and you can get, um, you know, get in there and, and get your health care. I mean, you know, it's, I know it's income whether, you know, you have to pay a copay or not. If you're a disabled vet, I'm 100% service connected. So I get all my health care, even though I'm a retiree from the Commonwealth of Mass. I do all my health care at the VA. Um, but it's um, that there, I, uh, just not knowing what the services are. You know, a lot of um, what I see is a lot of the, the men and women here. It's almost like when we were processing us processing out of the military you know you got that slip of paper you got to go everywhere and they got to sign off right, you right. turn this in right it's almost like when the men and women are deploying they, they call it the yellow ribbon program well they're there they're required to be there and uh, i always say take the information that's being provided there because as soon as you deploy or you go on a mission something's going to happen on the home front and it's not like when i was in the service i had to wait for a letter for a couple of weeks there they're on social media, their phones, their texts, and they know what's going on at home. And we're trying to keep their head straight here. We'd rather have the families contact our organization or some of the other great veterans organizations in, in mass here or our surrounding communities and say, hey, I got a problem here. Let us focus, you know, try to help out your families. But I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is letting them know, you know, when we're doing our outreach here, wow, I didn't know about Project New Hope. 
well, here, you know, we, we, I carry flyers here for our partner here, the Mass Military Support Foundation. We hand that stuff out there, you know, because we all bring something different to the plate. And I always tell the veterans, too, join your VFWs, join your American Legions, join your, your the Disabled American Veterans, join the AMVETS, because we're getting away from that. And yes. these veterans organizations, these veterans organizations are there, and we're passing legislation to take care of us veterans. You might not need it now. You might be a young buck or, you know, a young lady just got out of the military. But when you get my age up in your 60s here and, and something's going on here, you know, you want to have them resources. And if we don't participate and join these organizations here, the fight for us in Washington and, and get law or on, on the local level, you know, we're, we're really screwing ourselves here. So I encourage people to join those organizations there and stay involved. You know, be get connected here because you know uh, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, to me, it's it's probably keeping me alive. It's probably keeping me sane. Um, you know, being retired, I retired at fifty. I'm 61 now. I've been doing volunteering. I, you know, I joined the the Lions Club, uh, the Masons, the Shriners, the Rotary Club. You know, I was in a lot of just giving back here because you know I'm blessed. I you know I own a little ranch. I'm not into material things. You know, I love my family, my grandchildren, my friends, the vets that I meet. You know, it's all about giving back. We're here for a purpose here, you know, and, uh, you know, I don't do drugs and I very rarely drink. I I went out with my son for a uh, new brewery here and they had, what they call it, a flight or something. (laughs) And I had like a buzz on. I had about freaking two of those beers and my son's like laughing at me. Dad, geez, I I haven't had a freaking beer in a long time. I said, what's the percentage? Like 7% in this one or 8% (laughs) in that? But, you know, it's all about, you know, helping out one another and giving back here. And, uh, that you know, that's what I enjoy doing. So a, a lot of this is just a real personal connection with you and your community and, and the veterans you serve. You, you've got this thing going. You have a lot going on for um, 2019. I guess I want to do, do this next is what can people do to help you out who maybe don't live in, it's not Worcester, it's Worcester or Worcester. But living in the Worcester area, you know, if they're, you know, on the other side of the state or in the South Shore, what can those people do to help out or be involved? You know, it's, um, you know, we love to have volunteers come on board, fill out a volunteer form and get involved. You know, we, we always looking for help at our motorcycle fundraiser. We're looking for help with our, our golf fundraiser, participate in our fundraisers. Uh, like that Mrs. Blanger who came in, donated hats, scarves, mittens, gloves, but, you know, nothing, I mean, all that personal stuff. Um, cost money, you know, you, we always need a, the cash donations to, you know, pay for the rent and um, the, 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 uh, the place up there. But, I mean, that's pretty much our only overhead for the retreats there. You know, if you're a, you do Reiki or massage or reflexology or, or one of those and you want to volunteer, we'd love to have you come on board here and provide those services to the veterans and interact with the vets and stuff. And, um, you know, we do the, the fishing thing where we have a lot of bass fishermen. They come down with about eight bass boats. They take all the vets out uh, fishing and stuff. So there's a lot of ways of giving back here. Uh, and a lot of the other organizations, like we all came together for the Coast Guard. You know, you had Ocean State Job Lot. A lot of people don't know Ocean State Job Lot provides all the food for all these food pantries, uh, like the Boston Food Pantry. And they, they, really? they're, they're providing all those sources there. And uh, they do an incredible job. But, we, you know, we all came together. We had the gift cards that we raised for Christmas. We donated them to the Coast Guard. One hand helping the other here. And, uh, you know, it's great to see. It, may, it really makes you feel good. We had all the toys here. We had a warehouse in the back here. 
and uh, our Operation Cheapest Christmas program. We have uh, veterans and military members sign up online and uh, they have a wish list. And then we have donors say, hey, I want to adopt a family. And we have families that get adopted. And then the ones that don't get adopted, we still have toys, age appropriate toys for their families. And we put them in there. How we had the gift cards is we have a lot of the older adolescents. You know, you see Toys for Tots, it's usually the young children, zero to maybe 13. We want to make sure that every uh, child, you know, gets something. If we can give them like a $25 gift card. And we're always looking for the gift cards because we have veterans coming in. You know, they're looking for maybe gas. They're looking for, you know, they don't have any food. You know, if we've got $25 gift cards or $50 or a cash donation, you know, they can specify where they want that donation to go. If they want to help out with a, uh, a retreat. Uh, you know, say, I'd like to make a donation. I'd like to pay, uh, make it towards uh, the alcohol and drug recovery retreat. Uh, we have a lot of information on our social media sites, our website. We just launched that uh, yesterday. And we've got some incredible videos up there that we did about our PTSD retreat. And, uh, you know, our wellness clinic is another one on the volunteer page. So there's a lot to, to do to give back. And what I pride myself in is we have a lot of donations coming in, as you can see in the background here. Absolutely. And what I try to do is I take care of my military families. I take care of my veterans' families. And there's so much of it that I put it back in the community because the community supports me. I want to be a good, good partner and a good steward and put that back into the community because there's a lot of families out there in the community that are struggling as well. And there's so much stuff here. I mean, nine boxes, you see them over here to my right, nine boxes a day, um, you know, we come in here and uh, there's so much of it. So we rotate the stock to um, the baby pantry down at the uh, born down at Otis Air Force Base on the Cape joint boys, joint base Cape Cod. We, you know, put some stuff down there. We have the up in Westfield here, and then we put stuff back into the community. And, uh, you know, we're in this together. It's not just a, a veterans issue here. We want to take care of the, the people in our community as well. Well, I want to take some time. There's been some comments coming in. Um, just go over those, see if anybody weighs in with any questions or uh, things they want to talk about. And uh, we're having a great time here. I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Bill, who is with, and he's a CEO of Project New Hope here in Worcester, Mass. Having a great time learning about his organization. Let me go up here. Let's see here. Lori from Illinois. She's a friend of mine. Um, she says, great insights and meaningful life story. Going back to school is more than just what kind of student you used to be. And you'll be genuinely surprised and blessed by how those classes enrich your life with the people that come into your life. Did that ever happen? Did anybody in your academic career have an impact on you that you still draw on today? You know, I, I thank you for your question. I loved going to school because, um, you know, it put me in, back into the classroom. I'm a little bit more mature than I, when I was in high school. And, uh, you know, but, and, uh, you know, I had my military service and I'm back, back in, in school here. It, it's, um, yeah, I had, uh, I had a teacher there, uh, that I still keep in contact with. She had like a big impact on my life about uh, the community, my community service and giving back. And uh, I, I enjoyed that. I, I still go over to Assumption College and uh, uh, the, the alumni uh, raises money, uh, military appreciation. They have the football game yeah. and they bring uh, the vets in as honorary captains and we sit in on the team meetings and stuff. And of course we're loving it because the coach is yelling at them and they're like, did they ever 
they ever yell at you in the military? I said, oh, this is like a drop in the bucket here, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's uh, it's school in one year. You're getting a, an education where it can pr- improve your lifestyle and, and your outlook for your, to provide for your family and stuff. But you're also meeting with men and women uh, in, in the uh, the classroom. And you, you can – I'm still learning. I'm st- I, I learn something new every day. Oh, wow. So, so we have Jorge Rodriguez says – uh, you are a great support to us, Bill. He wanted to chime in and say that. Thank you, brother. And Marjorie Pennington, we love Project New Hope, and we miss you, Betty. <laughs> Betty's you all, right there. Yeah, you all do such great work. Thank you, Bill, for your hard work. She's chiming in. Thank you very much, Marjorie. Marjorie's from uh, Maine. Uh, yeah. Her husband's a, a wounded warrior, um, and um, we're partnering with uh, her husband, uh, on a retreat, uh, a PTSD retreat. And uh, Marjorie is a, a fellow with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation. Oh, wow. So thank you for chiming in from uh, cold, cold Maine. Yeah, it's, it's probably very cold Maine right <laughs> yeah. now. Uh, oh, come on, Betty. Come, come up on. here and say hello. Don't be shy. Betty was very emphatic earlier. I am not getting on camera, but she there she is. There she is. All right. <laughs> awesome awesome let's see here uh jessica rodriguez bill you're a veteran caregiver your best your veteran caregiver retreat was such a blessing and helped uh to me it helped me build friendships and support with your other caregivers and she goes on to say your veteran family retreat brought friendships for all members of our family the educational programs brought so much valuable information and tools uh we love project new hope thank you Thank you very much for that. It's, it's nice to uh, get emotional. It's uh, nice to hear that. You don't hear it too often. And Jessica, Betty, Betty's like stealing the limelight from us, Bill. That's all right. <laughs> Jessica Rodriguez says, Betty, Betty, we, we love you, Betty, and all the Project New Hope staff. Oh, thank you. Wow. It's a great organization. So uh, Mark Carlson, uh, Mark Carlson uh, does uh, a military podcast uh, site. Uh, he's in Vegas. And says hello, guys. Keep on keeping on. I'm listening while on vacation in Vegas. Yeah, hope you're uh, enjoying the warmth out there. I um, I am a past American Legion Post commander and love my community. And uh, a Marine I served with in Bravo Battery, Tony uh, Bernader Sifus just joined. Thanks, Tony. So, um, I mean, obviously, you know, you both have had a very big impact on some people's lives, and you're continuing to do that, which is what this is all about, right? Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, you know, we're, I'm rough around the edges. I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of stern, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, but it's just me. I think a lot of, a lot of our participants that come to the retreats sometimes forget that the people running this, the, this organization were veterans and were disabled veterans. And, um, and I get some of the same things that trigger me to this day here. You know, I'm a fanatic with my nonprofit because I started it because it's, I feel like it's an image of me and I want to make sure everything is, I'm like a micromanager if you want to say, but I want to make sure that they, the reason I, the retreats is I, I do 15 veterans. Uh, the max I'll do is 20. So you figure 20 veterans, 20 spouses. I'd rather do another retreat and have them get the full exposure of what the retreat is all about than to have somebody come and fall through the cracks. But you know, we're, we get some great volunteers coming in and helping us. You know, it's uh, it's fantastic. Tony says, uh, from a nurse standpoint, I, nurses standpoint, I really appreciate the effort you are putting into uh, help out other caregivers. 
So she is uh, in another state south of us, and uh, very good, Tony. Thank you very much, Betty. Would you would you would you humor us? I, I just want to hear how this has affected you, if you if you don't mind. Okay. Well, it's fine. It's fine. I'll turn it up. Go ahead. Oh, after my husband passed away, I you know didn't know what I wanted to do, and then I was at a veteran uh, breakfast one day, and Bill was there. He was the master of ceremony, so we got introduced, and um, you know he just started talking to me, and um, you know asked me if I wanted to volunteer, so he invited me down here to uh, volunteer, and I, I just love this program. Uh, you know, it's very helpful. I've met a lot of wonderful, wonderful people, and you know, I can't say enough about the program. I just um, I'm very, very happy here. Um, I met, like I said, I met a lot of very nice people and we've stayed in contact all this time too which is nice yeah. awesome awesome so so you can doesn't matter you know where you are you can help out at any time you want let's see here we have another check-in um tom lamica says a uh, great job project new hope 22 he checks in thank you very much for tom um, is um tom is the gentleman who works my westfield office uh tom was an air force vet uh, retired Chicopee police officer uh, working. He works for Brooke up there, and I want to do a shout-out to Brooke. Uh, Brooke, happy birthday. You got your birthday coming up here, so I wanted to give oh, you wow. a shout-out. Um, and uh, Tommy does some incredible work out there. Tommy came on doing a few hours here, and, uh, uh, you, you know, you guys are doing some fantastic work out in Western Mass on the outreach there, and, uh, you know, we're, we're making a difference. And uh, Tommy uh, and Brooke, they're incredible out there and stuff, so uh, glad that they're on board. Awesome, awesome. Uh, thank you very much for your work, Tom. So as we wind down, just just from my perspective is, th this is kind of, you know, why the podcast was created. There's, there's a lot of people doing a lot of things in their community, and they're not looking for fame or fortune or notoriety. They have this burning desire to serve, and that's what I'm seeing here is, you took something that, you know, your, your experience in the military and, and made it work for others and you really get some satisfaction out of that and people gravitate toward that. Um, you know, the, the, the story still has to be written, you're, you're going strong, but where would you like to see the veterans community here in the next, I don't know, three to five years? Because things, you're right, things, the reason I ask that is because just from when I was in, things have changed mm. a lot. You, there were not the amount of resources available to me that there is now to a guy getting right out, or female getting out. Right. You know, uh, you, you don't have to get into something like the military. If you want to go and coach your son or your daughter's basketball or baseball or softball, get involved in the community, join the Lions Club, give, you know, get back into the community and feel alive. I feel alive when I'm doing this. I love it when I'm out. I mean, I'll talk to anybody, you know, I'm, my wife kills me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'll, but you know, I talk to the guy sweeping the floor. I'll talk to the CEO. I'm just comfortable talking to everybody. We're all on the same level. We're all God's creatures here. You know, we all, you know, we all got uh, stories. And uh, you know, I always say I'm not above you. I'm not below you. I'm right here. You know, I don't like to see. I'm, I'm the CEO president, but I don't like that. You know, when I go out, I'm doing more. You know, it's um, I'm not. Uh, my uh, Sue runs the office. You know, Sue is. Uh, 
Sue runs an iron fist here. And uh, so I probably work for Sue, but you know, uh, but we got a great team here and everybody kicks in here and uh, we got great friends that are uh, are reaching out on Facebook and thank you very much. I I got emotional there because it's, you know, it's nice to hear. We don't hear that too often. Um, You know, we try, but you know, I I want people to realize that we're veterans ourselves and we're, we're going through some of the same struggles and stuff. I sometimes come across, the wrong way you know that's, the- well that's what's bad with social media sometimes when you're typing and stuff it's like wow why is it why, why is he yelling at me but i'm not it's just my mind is going so fast like i'll reach out uh it was funny i was talking with my mad matt says hey bill don't send a message on my facebook page send it over to my number here but i might be scanning my phone and i, I oh matt I, I, something dawns in my head so i send the message wherever I'm, I'm looking at you know and uh you know that's part of my ptsd that's part of you know what i learned with the uh that's why i'm so big into the wellness there because when i was at the va and they were introducing the tapping and uh and i said to my therapist kind of after, you know, whatever here, and she's Bill, just try it. And because my brain was going so fast here. So when I started learning to do the tapping, and uh, you know what, it actually worked. And I, I was sitting in my therapist's office at the VA, and I could actually, I quiet my brain down, whether it's mindful meditation, the breathing, and I could hear a bird chirping on the branch outside the window. And I would have never heard that if I didn't embrace what they were trying to teach me here. So I would say to my fellow, when you're, you're going there to the VA or the vet center or, or wherever for treatment, and they say, hey, try mindful meditation, try reflexology, try, open up that, don't have that tunnel vision, try it. Because my cousin's a Vietnam vet, a, vet, uh, a bronze star recipient. He loves yoga. Now he's into mindful meditation. And um, I went to a, a retreat with Claude and Shin Thomas. He was a Vietnam veteran, he got the silver star, the distinguished flying cross oh, wow. like 525 combat hours or whatever. And he's now a Zen Buddhist monk. <laughs> and uh, he was in, we brought him in for a retreat. Incredible. So he says, somebody asked me, do you believe in reincarnation? Uh, and he says, yes, one breath at a time. Cause if you're not breathing, you're not here no more. Oh, well, so, you know, so deep. yeah, very deep. And if you, and his name is Claude and Shin Thomas, and you should maybe look him up on Facebook and he's incredible. Incredible. Check him out. Check him out. Uh, Jennifer checks back, uh, Jessica, sorry, checks back in. Jessica Rodriguez says project new hope being an Elizabeth Thole foundation caregiver grant recipient is an amazing uh, feat. EDF has very strict standards and guidelines that need to be met to get the grant. Feel your work and support of our veteran caregivers is exceptional. Thank you. So just all kinds of good stuff. And, and you know, for me, uh, I really am finding out that I enjoy uh, this interaction that I have because of the podcast. I get to learn, I get to meet people, and I get to tell their story on their terms. Mm-hmm. And it's more than just a new sound bite where you get to sit down with somebody, get maybe two or three minutes on a new TV channel, and they're done with you. I've gotten to build some really great relationships and, and I hope as time goes on, you know, we can continue this. And if you have something coming up, I can come and do a similar live cast at one of your events and, and spread the word and, and keep it going. Charlie, let me just throw out one other thing here is we got a great working relationship with the Massachusetts national guard, uh, major general Gary Keefe. Uh, we have a memorandum of understanding with the Mass national guard. Uh, Colonel Pete Green up at the 104th Fighter Wing. 
Colonel Tommy Stewart on the Army side. Uh, these guys, uh, men and women here, uh, Daner and uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Sh Shannon McLaughlin, incredible. And what they, uh, General Keith did is he brings in like a quarterly meeting down at Hanscom Air Force Base, and we all sit around the table and all the different veterans organizations, people that are supporting the, the men and women of the Mass National Guard, uh, I, I got to say hats off to him because he's really brought this community in together here and we're working as, as one here. And, uh, you know, we've been supporting them for a long time, but uh, uh, Lieutenant General um, Leon Rice Catfish, he was flying the F-111s at uh, Canada Air Force Base where I got hurt and where I was stationed for a while. Um, but guys, thank you very much for what you're doing and, uh, and allowing us to, to help out the men and women in the National Guard here and then down at Hanscom Air Force Base. Uh, you know, I'd be remiss if I, if I didn't mention them and because uh, they're a big part of it. So just briefly, a couple more people, then we'll start wrapping this up. Uh, Jessica says, hi, hi, Dia. Hi, Marjorie. Uh, Marjorie Pennington says, I love reflexology. I was able to experience this at the caregiver retreat. Absolutely amazing. You need to have the alternative therapy to help reduce stress. Mm. Well, it's just awesome stuff. There's no drugs involved, no alcohol involved. It's just, I, I really, because you're, you're, you're right. A lot of veterans my age and younger are embracing, you know, wellness activities right. that 10, 20, 30 years ago would be poo-pooed. Now they're embracing them as a way to deal with their challenges in a meaningful way. Just two other things. One sure, other thing. yeah, yeah. I just want to thank Texas Roadhouse in Worcester. Thank you very much, uh, Brianna, uh, for the gift of these um, uh, gift cards here that I hand out to veterans here. And that's from all your uh, patrons up there. And uh, we appreciate it. And what I do is I, I bundle these $30 a piece and I give them out to veterans and just thank them for their military service uh, from our friends here at Texas Roadhouse up in Worcester. And just one other thing. Uh, if you made a donation, this is, uh, we've been doing for nine years. This is going to be our first annual report awesome. we've ever mailed out. And, uh, it gives you a highlight of everything we've been doing with project new hope. And, uh, this will be coming in the mail here in the next, uh, I think they did the mailing yesterday and there's a donation in uh, envelope in here. And if you could help us out with a donation to keep doing what we're doing, we'd really appreciate it. But Travis, thank you very much, brother, for driving up here and, uh, you know, spending some time with me and, uh, me and my wife and, Nick and Betty and uh, try, our VFW Been a pleasure, been a pleasure. Oh, we got somebody coming in. Oh, we got the Marine creeping in here. Oh, come on, come on say hello. Here, come here. Say hi. Come over here by Betty. Come on. This this is Nick, a Marine Corps veteran. Nice to meet you. Super fly, brother. Super fly. Oh, did you get a haircut? Yes. Wow, wow. So, so, so Nick, you're, you're, in, you're on the, the live stream right now, so you got to say a few things. And we got the same haircut. We got the same barber. Hey, my barber is shit. Stick with what works. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, Nick, uh, just want to give me a few words about how you got into helping out with Project New Hope, if you don't mind. Yeah, I was uh, five years in the Marine Corps. Uh, Super five. I was in the initial invasion in 2003. Um, I met Bill through, uh, I was part of another entity um, that we kind of collaborated together. Loved what he was, loved what he was doing. I uh, went to a retreat, so I decided to uh, stick with him. Me and my wife started volunteering and they asked us to be in a board of directors and we just we love every everything that this group does so and 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 you know betty betty uh does a lot of the organizational part of it what do you do with this group i we help out at like retreats um i'm not working right now so i'll come in and you know help, 
help be as you know whatever I can do whatever they need me to do and how many diapers did they bring in the donor uh they brought like five boxes of diapers in uh, gloves hats uh, some formula diapers are huge I mean people don't understand if you're you know on an e4 e3 or e5 yeah. salary you know you go through four boxers a month that's a yeah. big chunk of change yeah so Oops, you know so we got donors coming in all the time like this you know they'll call and say can we come down and uh, so nick will come down and help out and uh it's good to have an extra set of hands here uh he's a marine so he can do a lot of the bulwark you know <laughs> now wait a minute we got we got a tom lamica oh, uh, nick, <laughs> who's tom, saying no, me shirt. Open, he open. wants to see the shirt yeah stand up here get up here. whoa well that's our shirt. We start as a team, we finish as a team. Now, now that's an awesome shirt, ladies and gentlemen. Why'd you cover that up? Hey, thanks, Tom, for... <laughs> thanks, uh, Tom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's a little Air Force leadership here. We had to get that... Uh, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, uh, Lori Richardson-Payne, thank you for checking in. Uh, she's been following me for a while. Uh, Dia Ware, did I get that right? Yep. Caregiver retreat is wonderful. I thoroughly enjoyed it and look forward to another. Bill and his crew are caring and wonderful. Love them all. Awesome. So I'm just going to kind of do a standby and, and wind down, see if any more questions come in. Uh, I love this, the fact that, you know, now when we first came in, ladies and gentlemen, Betty was like, I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> nothing. I just want to watch. And she came up here and got in the fun. Uh, thanks for checking in, Nick. I mean, and I think it's important to show that that people who are either veterans or non-veterans, male, female, whatever, can you can you can help out right where you are at any time if you want to. And I, I do have a question. A lot of veterans tell me, "Oh my God, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. No one wants to hang out with me. I, I don't feel, you know, like I involve anywhere, and, and there's nobody who understands me." And and, and Bill I, I, and Nick and Betty, I try to tell them that you just got to look. There are, there are crews out there. You can find your, your tribe. Why is that so hard for me to communicate sometimes? You know, uh, we have, we've had Eagle Scouts and the Boy Scouts come in here doing an Eagle Scout project where we benefit from what they're providing. We have uh, veterans uh, and the civilians uh, that come in and they do an internship here, answering the phones. We're always looking for that type of help. We have veterans coming in here. We can find something. We don't have like a big building where you can do a lot, but, you know, come in and answer the phone, stuff, help out in, in the baby pantry here, help sort. Um, you know, we're always looking for help here. And uh, Donna, my wife, runs that uh, that ship there, and uh, she'll get you on board if you want to come in here and uh, you get something there. You're, you're smiling here. I don't know. Um, Dia Ware says, got to love Mama Betty. She is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I lived in mom. Oh, I, love it. They, 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 they yeah, when Betty, uh, when guys come in, like the vets will come in here. And so I'll say to, um, we had a vet yesterday come in. I'll say, hey, uh, are you single? <laughs> and the guy will say, I see, yeah, I see, Betty's, Betty's available <laughs> here. Well, Betty, too, she doesn't turn red anymore, but the vet was like, my God. And it, it, we just have a lot of fun here. So it's, oh, my God. It's, uh, but, you know, it's just it's just happy-go-lucky. Easy. Yeah, easy Very going. So um, we're, we're winding down. Um, so here's what's going to happen is I will take this, this, this live stream and do two things with it. I'll turn it into a podcast. It'll be number 134. Next Thursday is the 6th, I think. 
anyway, it'll, it'll, it'll air next Thursday, but also I'll be able to take this video and turn it into this, this live stream and turn it into a video and it will go up on YouTube and as a Facebook live replay. So you're going to be able to see this on my, 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 my website on OscarMikeRadio.com on the YouTube channel. You'll be able to watch the Facebook live video anytime you want. And the reason I do that is you'll never know when someone's just searching around one night or one day and like, is there anything going on? They might've heard of project new hope and want to find out more and this will come up. So you're going to be on number 134 for Oscar Mike radio. People can find you. You can share the video, share the YouTube channel if you want, whatever you want to do and, and, and take that and, and run with it. And like I said, I, I, I would be totally willing to come back at an event or future time. If you want to talk again, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this time. So, um, for everybody who joined in the fun, this has been great. We've actually gone over our time, which is never a bad thing. And go Patriots, go Patriots. There's a lot of past fans up here. Oh my God. Um, it, it, it's just a, a pleasure bill. Nice meeting you brother. Nice. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Look, hey, 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 hey. Wow. Wow. A lot of shine. She's got a t-shirt made up. A lot of shine. <laughs> Mama Betty, I love it. I love it. Um, so I'm Travis Oscar Mike Radio. I'm with Bill, CEO of Project New Hope, Mama Betty, Brother Nick. Want to thank Bo's uh, uh, company for providing headphones and support for Project New Hope and our veterans, Texas Roadhouse, uh, the Massachusetts um, Military Support Foundation. Thank you, Massachusetts Military Support Foundation. There we go. Because we got to wear the cans. Uh, that's what we call them in, in podcasting. I'm Travis. We're shutting this down. We're on the move. Thank you so much for everybody who chimed in and joined in. You will see this uh, Thursday and more to follow. And Juan Rivera says, great interview. Thank you very much, Juan. I'm Travis. This is Oscar Mike Radio, and we're on the move. Take care and stay warm.